truth is told, reality is talked about, and no subject is off the table. I am Thomas Fry, and I will be your guide tonight as we search for the truth in the world today, where once the unbelievable is now true, and the government can't seem to tell the truth. I'm your host, Thomas Fry, and we have tonight for you, Mike Brown is a, I guess he would be ufologist, right? That's what I would say. Uh, That would be the best way to describe you, and I went to the, you know what, I had it brought up, and then I completely, I flipped around the pages and lost it. Oh, there it is. Okay, um, sorry about that, guys. Um. Mike Brown has several ebooks on Amazon Kindle. Uh, he has Stealth Creation Volume One, How Stealth Is Made Volume Two, and Making Stealth Drones, etc. Volume Three, um, which de- contains depictions of a UFO never seen before in ufology, according um, according to our guest Mike. Um, they were out in 2015, and that, wow, three books already. And we are going to spend the next couple hours uh, listening, and we're going to go over um, what everything that Mike has to say, and we will... Uh, give many questions to him and then at a later date and time he'll be back as a guest again only this time we will do a complete visual presentation so listen to what we got to talk about tonight and then we will come back at a later date and time and show you everything so you'll be able to go "Mm -hmm, that's what he was talking about but this is so important. I think we just need to we need to get started today. So let's rock and roll with this, Mike. Um, yeah, all five ebooks were published around October thirty one of twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Well, that wow, five books. How long did it take you to write them? Oh, I think I started that around twenty fifteen. Oh, so you did it quickly. I started writing my book in 2015. I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> yep. I'm working on it, though. But It's a process. Oh, yes, it is. But when you got, you are very passionate about this. We were talking a little bit before the show, and he's giving me some pointers on, on what he was talking about. And I kind of don't want to start there, but I will let you start. Um, give us a quick explanation of what your books are about, and then we will segue into um, – I'll be able to bring up and start asking your questions. Well, a book called Mock UFO, I was just explaining, don't judge a book's cover uh, just by the title, let's say. Mock UFO is a true UFO that I have on video. 
And the reason I said mock UFO is it is mocked out there in society and in the world. Um, also, it does mock or mimic the look of a mercury light or a security light or a street light or street lamp while not being those things. It is a real UFO. And um, I have mocked for many reasons. You, you have to put a title of something. I can always change it later on, I guess, but as uh, I make a paperback version. But um, so the basics there are just like that. Um, the stealth books are valid. I've had them checked out by the FBI before I released them to the public. And the FBI told me in person, they said, um, make these in a format that can be understood by the public and by us. So I decided to make the format ebooks. And um, then there's uh, the final one I call Hacked 2015, which is from around December of 2015. If you read that ebook, you'll see I predated a lot of the things and the concerns that have come up. And they're still valid and in the news today, um, September 2020. They're still in the headlines. So it's. Wow been five yeah five long years of that and it doesn't show any sign of letting up yeah i don't i don't see i mean they just i don't know if you, you read about it they just had a ufo that was seen from um i-75 in tampa and people were stopping on the highway getting out and filming this so there were, like, on the news, there was, like, 50 different videos that they had on their website from the local news of this uh, space or UFO. I got to say UFO as, un well, as the true meaning, unidentified flying object, because I firmly believe that was U.S. military. There's a base down there in Tampa that they don't let anybody on. So I think there's a lot of secret stuff going on down there. Yeah, I think that was formerly uh, Central Command down there at MacDill around the Tampa region. But uh, I heard there was a UFO that was seen as the Goodyear blimp up around New Jersey, New York. However, I didn't hear about this one in Florida. Is that so recent, like it's like 24 hours old? Um, it's uh day before yesterday. So, I mean, it's very, very new. Okay, well, my UFO is real, too. It's on video. And I had it checked out by the CIA supercomputers located near Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Dayton, Ohio, brought in by Air Force Captain Retired Burke Burton, who in uh, Sarasota, Florida, he saw this video on my phone and said, it's a UFO. Can I take it to CIA? He did. And this was around 2015 February, the same time MUFON was doing their bad report in which they only saw the jet in the background. Um, so it is valid, and it has a lot of data from the CIA. Um, they, they have measurements of this craft, height, they have widths, they have even scientific data, including its refracting, meaning it's changing direction while it moves through air, water, or glass. Wow. All valid, all valid, yep. many, many data points. And don't worry, folks, we'll have that video at a later date and time so you'll be able to see it, right? Yeah, it's buried on YouTube. It took an hour for uh, the last guest to find it. He had people helping him. It's buried. YouTube buries the good stuff. Yes, they do. Yeah, but it's there. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. CIA had uh, all kinds of uh, data. They said that the uh, laser beam, well, they didn't call it a laser beam. They, they called the whole configuration a light. But I call it a laser beam for the sake of uh, lack of words. But it, they said that that is eight feet wide of a beam as it exits the craft. And that it expands to over 30 feet wide and that it is acting like a whirlpool. And I told the Air Force captain, you mean like an eddy, like a tornado? He said, no like a whirlpool. And he said, don't worry. The CIA told me to tell you, Mike, don't worry. We don't have stadium lights that big in America. So this whole UFO is the size of a city block, about 250 feet by 250 wow. feet, silent. And it's 1,500 feet up. And it went overhead, and it's showering debris. I have 23 seconds of video of it. This was on August 6, 2014. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, at 10.03 at night, 
However, I have a screenshot of it saying it's 11.03. MUFON said it was 9.03, and they also said it was 4.03 in the morning. I have taken this to LG, Life is Good, and they are on the case. I gave them all the screenshots about 24 hours ago, about 17 different screenshots in the videos, and they said they're interested in pursuing this and finding out why the times are wrong. And other times are wrong on my uh, metadata of other uh, phone picks, too. So there's something going on right there. Well, yeah. Yep. I mean, those different times. I mean, other than, other than someone being a moron and being in Central and, you know, the way they look at it. But, uh, you know, when you go into the metadata, I'm a digital forensic technician. So metadata is my thing. And okay. in order to change... Because that data is not there for the public to see. That is, um, yeah, just hard data. Exactly, hard it, metadata. Yeah, it's how the computer. It's it's the communication between computers in order to get an, uh, to get a piece of information somewhere, and yeah. those times are they follow the internet world yeah. clock, which. Um, should not be able to be changed at all. Manipulated, no. Yeah, that that's a whole thing in itself of why they would and and why it would do it several times. I mean that that part of it would get me is if it, you know, it, can it change it after the fact of after somebody's looked at it? I mean, I could understand a time change while you're filming it. Um, but not after. So right, and the, move on. Yeah, the time is. Go ahead. The time is the time is twenty two oh two, listed below the time of ten oh three. Now it should say twenty two oh three, okay? Right. Because twenty three would be eleven and twenty four would be midnight. So there's also another time change there. Right. So it's off by a minute, and then it's off in another situation by an hour, and then another one and by hours and hours and hours. It's off. Mufon says that they have the coordinates and the time is they put 2103, which would be nine. 22 is 10, 23 is 11. Right. They have that on the grid page from 2015 with Daniel J. Snow. I did not know the coordinates in 2015. I did not know how to bring them up or locate them. That's why I took a picture of the security light in 2016, just because I had to stand and get data of the coordinates, but I right. didn't learn to drop pin on Google and all that till later. So if you can see that, um, th those are some of the explanations there. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely think um, the video part of this will, will make everything a lot smoother um, in the, our communication and the explanation of this, um, I, the metadata should have the coordinates on in the metadata. So, especially of a video, um, a a video will when you're um, if you're using a cell phone. Did you use a cell phone to record this, or did you use a camera? Initially, in 2014, August 6th, I used the Android Optimus, a Verizon cheap phone of about $45. So, yeah, there is some metadata like um, the time, the date, and the um, uh, bold print of the time, and maybe like that. If it's an MP, whatever, and if there's how many megabytes. But to dig up something like the degree angle of the phone or where it was GPS-wise within a square meter or even the coordinates is not something I'm able to really do, but I'm sure it's able. Uh, you're able to do that, and I think MUFON was able to do that, of course, uh, to get their uh, grid page done. Yeah, I can do that too. Um, but see, that you take uh, – it, it's to make a, a long story short, you take the hash marks, you then do a request to – metro pcs and they will give you the metadata off the server because it's not stored on the phone it's stored at its first con its first contact of of uh the internet is uh from the main servers and that's where all that information is kept and yeah MUFON so mufon's getting the coordinates correct because i dropped pinned within a couple of points of their coordinates you know, it's very difficult to uh, index exactly where I was standing when you look at a Google map, but I got right. it 
the numbers actually very, very close. So I knew they had the coordinates right. However, if they're getting the coordinates right, why did they get it at 9.03, at 21.03? Somebody was messing with them back then probably too, or MUFON was doing something wrong because MUFON said that there was a jet in the background coming inbound, but it was an outbound jet. So they called the whole thing the International Space Station, and they called my UFO a street lamp. So they did a lot of finagling. That sounds like they... Uh, yeah, that formula is not the easiest thing in the world when you're trying to uh, produce angles of uh, angles, you know, the angle of attack, which means the angle which you're holding the camera and standing from the picture. But that is required to add into the report for the legitimacy of it. Um, they got to be able to show what angle you're looking at because there's a lot of times when you're standing on a on a lower angle you're on a steeper angle if it's night out you get a lot of really funny um reflections uh from street lamps and stuff like that but it sounds like you're well past all that research um i really don't you know mufon is an all-volunteer organization um i think the only people that get any money on it is the creator and a few people way at the top um I, when it comes to their research, I'd rather do my own. Now, you've talked with the CIA. The CIA knows all that information. Whether or not they passed it back to you, well, you know, a lot of times they don't give back the information as much as they know. They only give you a, a short summary of it. So um, it sounds to me like you've done massive amounts of research to prove that this thing was really there. Yeah, and to talk to the CIA, I went through the Air Force captain. He right. relayed back to me the information. We were in Florida, and so uh, way up in Ohio was where this was all conducted at the supercomputers of the CIA. So I never went there and spoke to them, and I never talked on the phone. I don't have a letterhead from them. I just have what the Air Force captain had. He has a lot more data, but he only relayed to me what he could. Right. So um, if you can understand that um, in 2015, MUFON – do not really call it a jet like I was saying. They call it a satellite, the blinking satellite, the LED flashing satellite, the new one launched. And then they concluded that's the International Space Station. But I'm trying to tell them, no, that's a jet way up there. But MUFON did call it a jet finally uh, here in 2020 around, um, you'll see in September, where uh, they said, oh, we see it flashing at such and such an interval. That means it's the signal lights of a jet. Thank you for your report. Below it is the street lamp. And see there, they're looking at the jet again. I can't get them off it. And then um, again, in August of 2020, um, this was looked at by MUFON. Um, and, uh, and this was looked at by a guy named uh, Doug Wilson. Of course, uh, in September, it was looked at by Ken St. John. And back in 2015, it was looked at by Daniel J. Snow. But, however, in uh, August of uh, 2020, um, Wilson looked at it, and he looked at screenshots I sent him, which are in my ebook, which have been out for years and shown to a lot of people on the Internet. But, however, he looked at these screenshots, embedded screenshots, that explain the 2016 security light in relation to the 2014 UFO to make a more complete picture, only because the jet and the UFO are in frame, obviously, right. according to MUFON. And then, again... The Mercury light and the UFO are half in frame each, so to make them all in frame to show even the where I was on the ground, I embedded images or screenshots in an edit, and then MUFON in um, August of 2020 with uh, Mr. Wilson. He said, aha, I can see that the, quote, UFO is placed in the picture, and the whole thing's a hoax. And it's like, well, that's not looking at the video. Is it? That's looking at screenshots. And he promised right. to look at the video. They all promised to look at the video. And nobody looked at the UFO. They all said, we're looking at the UFO. We're looking at the video. None of them looked at the UFO. They all looked at it with their eye and said, streetlight. Okay, I'm done with that. Why? Because they're so used to looking at dots or a little dot or a little blur. So they start looking around. They look for the jet. And you can't see the jet on video. It's so micro small. You can't even see the signal lights or the FAA lights. But they do. 
And when they do that, they blow it up and say, aha, that's the UFO you mean. Then it's a jet. But I explain 800 times, it seems. Do not look at anything but what's on the lower right of the video. That is called the UFO actual. Right. And on the left is going to be the security light. And way above it will be the jet. That's a consequence of air travel. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to trick anybody. That's just what was in frame. It could have been a kite. It could have been a firework. It could have been a Chinese lantern floating by. doesn't matter. It's a UFO floating around, too, and I'm going to get that in video. So it's a 22-second video. Sometimes it's 23. Sometimes it's 24. It jumps around. Hmm. So understand that they called that jet inbound on their graph where they put the number one at the top where it was first seen and they put the number two at the bottom of the slant coming down where it was last seen on video and that was just to match trajectory of left to right travel of the international space station so they altered it around just to favor it was an international space station however it's outbound jet and i showed john b wells on the john b wells show we did 45 minutes back around february of 2019 but he uh, vaulted, he put away, he locked up that video. He won't bring it out. But he said, there's no way that you got the International Space Station on your phone. And so I'm like, yeah, he said it would fall out of the sky. So, But MUFON finagled it around. I'm trying to find some validity. I'm going back to MUFON. I'm telling them to give me the real goods on the UFO this time. They're not so responsive. They gave me an ultimatum. Mike Brown, they said last month, if we give you a report, you promise to take it as the word, that's what we have. So they came back and go, aha, I see a jet up there blinking in intervals. You have a jet, congratulations. There's the security lamp, the street lamp. So they kind of reneged on checking out the real UFO and now they want to hang it up, but that's not really validating, okay? Yeah, what they need to support, checking out the video. That's not what we asked for. Right. And I need to go to a real person, okay? A real company, a real person who can check this out and not be scared and look at it by eye, eyeball, and then complain to me, you need to put this in on a well, computer before we get anything. On the way I would do an investigation, now, this is exactly what I do for my daytime job. I'm a digital forensic technician, um, but I, I don't want the video third hand i there's nothing i can do with that i need the original video for either from the phone itself or from a known copy that means a copy that was uploaded to a secure server with um passwords attached to it so let me ask you a few questions on this do you have the original phone still All right, you got real quiet there for something. Oh, I do have the original Android Optimus phone from okay. 2014. However, they said the motherboard is fried because it had so much data, it won't even turn on anymore. But I do possess it, yes. Okay. Um, is there any way that we can, where, when you first downloaded this, um, I'm assuming you hooked your phone to a computer and then you downloaded the video onto that computer. What I did is to uh, take that real actual first time video off of Android Optimus and put it into YouTube. How I did that um, was probably just sharing that video and uploading it to YouTube over the airwaves. I don't think I had any USB. However, I have like five different cell phones since then, smartphones, uh, Androids. So basically uh, what happens is when I transfer data to the next phone, right. um, as much as possible jumps over. So I can even look on this new phone I'm speaking on now, which I got a couple months ago. I scroll all the way down in the Photos app, and the first video I took, because I owned Okay, you know, that, that, that original that phone. copy will not work. That's been yeah. That's been uh, excuse me, but that's been regurgitated so many times from the backup system. 
But yep. if I got a hold of the copy that was on the um, server, who do you? Uh, all right, with my phone, I use Google to do all my backups, so I never have to download anything on my phones. It does it automatically when I get a new phone. Um, were uh, what service were you? Did you did, were you using at the time when you uh, downloaded? Well, when it automatically uh, back up the video. Um, so that way, it can download it to the next phone. Uh, what mm -hmm. service was your backup? I think I know what you're asking. So on the Android Optimus in 2014, when I took the video, I think it was uploaded automatically to Verizon Cloud. Okay. And I don't know if that was turned on or activated, but it probably should have gone. However, there's also um, Google Drive, which I need to update. It may have gone to Google Drive, um, and it's in the original phone. Um, and sending it to YouTube might have been changed by the algorithms there. Yeah, so YouTube probably... changes everything on it. It scrubs uh, a lot of the original metadata. That's how they get a claim ownership to everything because they once you upload it to YouTube, it changes ownership rights from you to them. So, th yeah, that won't help. But if I can okay. get – if we can get a copy somehow and where I can prove it's between the phone – and the uh, original backup. So that would just be, um, you could literally ask Metro, is it through Metro PCS or who's the, who was that phone through? This is a Verizon phone. Verizon, I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking my system and asking you about yours. Sorry. Um, Verizon, okay. Verizon will still have a copy of the original. And that's all we need to get to is the original backup. Um, there's several ways to do it. You can go through your phone now on your backup because once a recording is done to a backup server, no matter how many phones you get, it doesn't store more data on that original video. So every time you get a new phone, it'll download from that original copy. And that's what I need to get my hands on is that original copy so I can put it in my program, which which locks it down. It, it adds um, multiple hash marks to it. It puts it on my private, my private server that is connected with the state prosecutor's office, and it's also 512-bit encryption. And then I download a copy from that, and that's what I work on. But okay, that, how about LG? Would LG be able to bring it, or we're just going to go through Verizon? Uh, well, Verizon has the server. LG is just the phone manufacturer. They don't okay. actually offer any service for that. Um, okay. How about if I can't? Um, how about if I can't turn on the phone because of the motherboard? We're still going to bypass that with Verizon. Plus, maybe there's a code or um, you know, a pattern. Or maybe I don't have to recall it. Maybe I can't recall it. Can that be still? No, that up? matters. Um, Good. We can okay. always. When you go, you can go to your backup service. Um, and download it, and it will download all the original thing. Now, it downloads it in a zip fashion that your new phone then automatically opens up and puts it. If I can get that zip unopened, um, which you can download to a computer, and as long as you don't open it, and then forward it on to me, I can use that. And the reason why, I, I don't mean to be making this... Are you tired of coming home to find out only that you've been robbed? Did your alarm company call you and tell you that you've been robbed and the police will be there in 20 minutes? No one can stop all these. But at CK Custom Security Consultants, we can design and install a real CCTV security system that will give you the evidence you need to put them away. Here at CK Custom Security Consultants, we do an on-site engineering assessment where we discuss the pros and cons of the different security systems available that just might suit your needs. This service is free. There are several different financial options available for you, and we look forward to meeting you and assisting you in reaching your security goals. CKCustom.com where all of your security needs are met. Are you sick of our healthcare system? The lies? 
constantly putting you on one more drug that isn't covered by your health insurance company? I'm sick of it too. And I found a very old recipe for colloidal silver. It is a liquid solution created using electrolysis to suspend pure metallic elemental silver in groups of particles of 18 atoms or fewer, each with a positive electric charge attached to a simple protein molecule in distilled water. Some say that the colloidal silver goes back 4,000 years. I found the process that was almost been lost to time. Colloidal silver works just like triple antibiotic ointment. It will keep your cuts clean and it's an antiviral too. This product could save your life when there's no doctor around and you can put colloidal silver directly on the wound to keep the infection away. Get yours now at bootcollarpolitics.org. Just click on the BCP store tab and you are on your way to having that doctor in a bottle. More difficult, but when I work on a case and the way I'm looking at this is I'm going to be corrupted. I exactly. I want to be able to I want to be able to stand in a courtroom, put my right hand on the Bible and swear to God that this is the actual original recording. I made a copy and worked on the copy, so all the data that I am speaking on is the you can take it to the bank that it's the original. So as long as we can get that, and I have a program that breaks that zip down into normal, and when I do, when I upload that, I will create a copy of the entire zip and then open it. That way, that original copy cannot be corrupted in any way, shape, or form. I can prove that it's the same, and then I can start my work on it. Um, This is an intriguing case for me. I would love to be part of a provable um, a, 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 UFO case. Yes, a provable UFO case. And because I know I got copies of the U.S. military. Our next generation planes are flying. They have no tail rudders, no tail wings. They look like the front of a F-22 chopped off, but they're the size of an F-22, if not bigger. And I'm talking the YF-22, not the aftermarket uh, run-down ones that they're building now for the military. And they've made it, they've shrunk it so bad they lost an engine somewhere. Now they only got one engine on them. But, and they're called an F-35 now because I call that the fake 35. Although it's a badass plane, it can't do half of what the YF-20. The YF-22 can stand on its tail and fly forward but be facing completely up at a 90 degree angle from flight path and then lay back down and continue going forward that's a badass plane but these flying saucers that i'm talking about can outmaneuver that a thousandfold and i think we've got it america is finally starting to get it ufos are real now the question is UFO is just an un- unidentified flying object. It just means we don't know what it is. It doesn't mean it's from outer space. It very well could be our own military. So, and I understand the secrecy for that. If we're going to come out with a plane that doesn't have an engine on the back of it, at least does not appear to have an engine, then, you know, you need to keep that secret. But stuff is slipping out, and this does not sound like any military uh, flying flying saucer, I guess is the best way to explain them. They're the next generation planes. This does not sound like that. This sounds like this could really be from outer space. Absolutely, I believe. So what are, let's tell the people, what are the steps from Verizon I need to do to get the UFO data to you uncorrupted? Well, there's several ways you can do it. You can go back, go to uh, the help files on your Verizon. Uh, are you still with Verizon now? Yeah, I still have a phone. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the phone's out. It, the motherboard's fried. It's out of play right now. Either it was fried from an outside source, and that's probably what happened. Someone dropped a um, uh, a bomb in your phone, and it blew it up because that that destroys the original copy. 
and but that also helps us by them exploding your phone. Now that makes that Verizon uh, uh, backup copy that makes it the only original copy left. So all you have to do is go through your help files and how to download it, and then when it comes up on the first screen on how you want to download it, either directly to your phone. Or do you want to download it? Um, your phone is, it says something to the effect of your phone is not present. Download, uh, go ahead and download it. It'll download it in a zip file. And that is a court case provable copy. So as long as the metadata doesn't change uh, as far as it being opened or anything like that, that can be, you can uh, send that to me through an email um, only as an attachment, because that's the only way it won't open or mess with the metadata. Email it to me. I'll upload it to my servers, timestamp it, create a chain of evidence that um, can be followed from that point on. So I'll be the first, the first point of the chain of evidence. So that way we can prove this in court beyond a shadow of a doubt. So okay. you need. All right, we'll go over. We'll go over the details, and I'll even contact yep. Verizon to find out how they can get this to a zip file so I can get this to like a I, Gmail for, for, for attachment to you. For right now, I would not talk to anyone at Verizon. Let's try to do this before they know it's there because okay. once they know it's there, they can destroy the copy, and then everything you've done is out the window. Oh, well, that goes with the day. Yeah, so don't ask anybody. We'll, if nothing else, when we're done with the show, I'll go on Verizon. I will look at the steps because I don't I use a, I had a Verizon phone years ago, but I didn't, I don't like how they changed. They changed my bill all willy nilly just whenever. I mean, one month it'd be 93, the next month it'd be 120. And I may get 30 calls a month. I don't play on my phone, it's a business phone. So I left yep. them. I've been with Metro PCS. My bill's been the same every month, and that's all I care about. Um, but it's, so it's been a while. So I'll go on, look at the procedures. And I'll get a hold of you. You know, we talk all the time, almost every day. So um, I will, I'll get the, um, the order of things. And just don't, other than this show and shh, everybody listening, please don't tell Verizon or anything um, this is a top secret thing we're discussing and yeah. yeah, do your best and we will inform you and keep you informed as we go. Um, we'll do a podcast every time we run into the next step and, and how it's going and getting this out where it's undeniable proof. Um, I've got four court cases I've won, so I've already got, um, my, uh, reestablished my top secret clearance through my work. Um, so I'm a respected forensic technician. And uh, it's as long as we follow that critical procedure, and that is, you know, giving me a zipped file that has no metadata, it says it's been open and rezipped or anything like that, then it's legit and we can. Um, go forth from there, and, and that'll give us another fresh copy of the original video that can, now, it can still only be broken down as far as the quality of the original camera that took it, um, but there's a lot of other things we can do to prove it without needing to go that far. Um, you do remember the Oh, uh, excuse me. You do remember the original spot you did it, right? Yeah, that's yeah, I have that right down to the square meter. Okay. Um uh, you said it was it was in Ohio, right? No, that's where uh uh oh, you were the Air Force base in Dayton is for uh Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> Hangar 18. No, I that's this was in Michigan. This video of the UFO okay. in 2014 was in Grand Rapids North. Um, well, Michigan. I, I have some friends um, up there a little bit past that point. Maybe I'll – I kind of want to see this spot for myself. Um, okay, well, it's in private property. Well – It's with – it's within a fenced-in chain, uh, chain-link fence, private property, barbed wired off. So to be on grounds, you would literally have to uh, 
have okay from uh, the people that uh, own that whole bit of land. Well, there's ways around that. I have. A... You can stand about twenty feet away from it on pretty much. Um, oh, uh, that's fine. Land belonging belonging to a uh, like AT and T. You know, can we lot. can we stand where you stood on the original I think, video? I think if you I think if you ask the uh, the people that own the property, um, they may let you. Um, well, I have a friend however, of mine that's a prosecutor, so I can always ask them to send a kind letter on and accidentally do it on um, State of Florida letterhead. And ask that if we can uh, conduct a quick investigation on their property, and I'm, they'll pretty yeah, much let they, us. They might. They yeah. might go for that. Uh, uh, and so the uh, hack 2015 is also on the Android Optimus, and I took that to a phone forensic specialist, and they said they could find out the tentacles of there's there's any hack or anybody going to and from. But of course, yeah. that was on the mother fried, uh, the motherboard that uh, that was all fried out. So there's various things on that phone that are kind of nice, but um, it is kind of tough to know why it was fried. It was full of uh, I would be uh, interested. Megabytes and all. I would be interested in looking at that phone because I'll be I could be I could tell just like the people that you took it to would have been able to tell who and from where the IP, IP address uh, came from which it was attacked from. Uh, I never took it to him. I started to take it to him, but they wanted a courier of several thousand dollars and they wanted to hold on to it for a while. And I just didn't want to let it go at that minute. It was a lot of money, um, and I didn't get around to it, and then they dissolved as a company. Um, and so it, it, I've been trying with a lot of people to get that. I've been trying with lawyers to get that checked out. Um, well, not a lot of seriousness on the it. The only expense now, it would take – now, the time factor, there's nothing that can be done. It's a three- to four-week investigation in taking apart a cell phone and doing it for the court. You have to film every aspect. You have to film when it comes out of the safe. You have to prove it was locked up in a safe that can only be accessed by certified forensic technicians. There's a lot of cost to it. Now, between me and you, I want to be part of this case, so I will absorb most of those costs. The only cost I can't absorb um, is, uh, you know, it's your phone. I'm not going to pay for the shipping, and it has to be shipped a certain way. They wanted to send a courier for it because that's the easiest the way to cover your, uh, cover your backside on it. But they do make envelopes at FedEx that are secure and locked under code and key, and it can only be opened by the recipient recipient on the envelope. Uh, the, pro, uh, the prosecutor's office uses this all the time in sending top-secret documents. It's, you know, it, it's a couple hundred dollars. I mean, no matter where you go, but... Um, it would have to come to me that way, and then I would, of course, have to send it back to you that way. Um, that's the only way to secure it, but I could tell. So we'll take care of Let's do the first part first. Let's look at the digital copy that we know is there and that we can get access to that. You know, Verizon servers, Verizon's are one of the best phone companies in the world as far as security on their servers. Um, yeah. I wasn't too concerned about the time frame, but that was a detail of the whole matter I just included. But um, right, yeah, certainly some of those other costs and um, just the whole venture, I, I wasn't prepared for. Um, I mean, you know, five, six, seven thousand yeah. dollars to look at it, two thousand dollars for a courier. I was concerned about it, you know. Um, oh, just don't get me wrong. My company is. It'll be a five to seven thousand dollar investigation. I mean, with any cell phone, when you're doing video like that, it costs about that much to do it. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I personally want involved, so I'm personally going to put the money up for my company to do it. Um, I just I, I want to be involved, but you know if yeah. you ever get rich off it, you know throw me a couple of bones to cover these costs. But we're absolutely going to talk about percentages. Now we're going to get this UFO validated further, and all that yeah. will absolutely uh, uh, be there. I am. So go ahead. 
Yeah, we were talking about the stealth earlier. We can shoot yeah. back to that anytime you want. You know, you were talking about the uh, the thrust vectoring, the, you know, yeah. Cobra, the turkey shooter, the whole thing on the like the F-35 and the afterburner and all that. And it's vertical while it's flying uh, horizontal. I understand that. Um, and um, I think you're saying chopped off of the uh, the, uh, the F-22. The video, if you didn't mean the uh, B-2 bomber, yeah. that all looks like a UFO. Well, the the UFO, and I have a video of four UFOs um, of flying in formation, doing tight aerobatics, doing stuff that if that was a normal plane, the pilot would be dead. Um, they literally took, it's not, a, unfortunately, it's not in the video, but the one was flying, it was on the cell phone video, which is now lost. Uh, a friend of mine was out, uh, in uh, Arizona filming this and he called me on the phone so I'm watching his phone video in real time and I got a copy of it and I put it somewhere and I can't find it but that was the description of they look like it honestly looked like you took a YF-22 and cut it off at the at, right behind the cockpit and but it was 50 feet long, probably 15, 20 feet wide. Um, we're, we're doing an investigation on that video as well. We got, and that's how we did it, is we ended up having to go to the server and download it. It was through T-Mobile, and we were able to get it, even though it was years ago. And he didn't even have the phone service anymore, and we were still able to get it, the original unmolested copy. Um, and we're currently working on that. I'm working on um, the dimensions of it right there because the overall thing is the size of the actual plane. It's just its appearance is it looks like, you know, a cockpit cut off. And um, the, I, at one point you do see the screen, the uh, screen where the pilot sits. It was clear one on one pass, and as you watch in the video, the next time it comes around, it's solid, and he's still flying in formation. So either it, they can blanket out that and still see, or their instruments are of that level to where they don't need a visual sight to be able to maintain uh, formation and stuff like that. Which, well, there, which what? Yo, you got quiet. There, there is a uh, depiction of a UFO I saw a mile south of Mach UFO, where that was around 1990. That was around the time of the Belgium UFO outbreak, the triangles. Um, I made a depiction of that, and I've never seen that replicated anywhere in any of the catalogs of UFO pictures. So that's in the stealth volumes. Okay. Well, that seems to be where the ones that I saw would fit is in the stealth volumes because it was, a st I, I swear it looks like they took the canopy off the YF-22 because I went back to the YF-22 and I put the, you know, I, I freeze-framed it and the outline of the cockpit is identical. Um, the F-35 has a similar outline of the cockpit glass uh, to the YF-22. They did, they did retain a lot of the things they came up with, but I don't know if people realize the YF-22, the experimental stealth aircraft, has, first of all, uh, it's the very first plane ever in the world to have supercruise. And supercruise is, without using an afterburner, it can fly above 1,000 miles an hour. Yeah. So that plane is fuel efficient like you would not believe. And then you throw a couple of drop tanks on each side, and as long as they drop those tanks before they enter combat, they'll get their stealth right back. Um, they only lose it while they're running the long-distance extra fuel tanks. But that plane could literally fly backwards with the thrust vectoring and, the way, and a good pilot. He can... From the, and they do it. Um, I think the maximum speed is about 600 miles an hour. They can do it if they do it any faster than that. The G's are so great, it'll um, 
it'll either black them out or it could even possibly kill the pilot. So I would, I, we really need to get, um, what's that called when, uh, figures, uh, brain fart, um, inside a spaceship, they create a field where you as the pilot would not feel the G forces and the forces on the outside of the craft. What's that called? Oh, uh, they create some kind of a negative, uh, gravity effect or um yeah they work not a negative gravity effect uh, inertial dampener okay. um i wish they would let us know they have them because it's obvious they have them or they wouldn't be building these flying saucers that we're seeing they need to put them on standard military aircraft because then because you have a, a human in them you the plane is limited to uh, like the YF twenty two. You can only do about half of what the plane's actually capable of. Um, yeah, that's right. The, the computer just can just do way too much. Right, and it can, I, yeah, I'm I I'm like most Americans. I want a pilot pulling the trigger in any any craft that is defending our country and killing somebody. I want a human to make that decision, not a computer. <clears throat> yeah, that is true. That I've heard that the uh, uh, the uh, well the the, the stealth um, F twenty two can uh, cruise um, at uh, the, what is it the speed of sound at uh, without using afterburners at mock speeds. It can, and uh, also the, the computer can make it fly so much that yeah the the pilot will black out or the, it will kill the pilot. So mm -hmm. they literally have to uh, keep the computer in check. All right, the speed of sound seven hundred and forty six miles an hour. The super cruise will take them up to twelve hundred miles an hour. So it's damn near twice the speed of sound. If they kick in their afterburners on that, that plane can reach Mach three. Um, it can't be sustained for a long period of time, like, you know, half hour, hour, it's too hard on the aircraft. Um, the, you, in order to fly faster than Mach 3, which we have several planes that'll do it. We have a plane that'll do Mach 6 now and sustain it. It has a engine with no moving parts in it. Um, it, it is so cool. But to come back down out of flying on the edge of space, um... Those planes, and I'm sure you're familiar with the Aurora, right? Um, yeah, I believe that is like the uh, is it called the XB or something? Um, no, it's um, well, I mean, its name is the Aurora, it doesn't have a um, a letter and number designation to it. Um, it can fly in the atmosphere up to Mach 6, and yeah, I think so. Right. They have that all classified or uh, top secret, but I don't know. I think they've been releasing the data on that uh, recently. It, it has been slowly, well, because the plane's almost 10 years old now, and it's been seen, and there's so many pictures of it. And that plane, all right, the planes that look like a UFO from the ground, when you're taking a picture, you got the B-2 bomber, a front or rear view looks like a UFO. It does not look like a plane. Uh, the F-35, YF-22, the just about all of the newer uh, planes that have stealth incorporated into them just from the design. If you're looking at them from a front or rear view or a side view, you'll mistake it for a UFO. It does not look like anything, you know, especially the B-2 bomber. Um, and when the 117 Stealth came out, how many people thought that was a flying saucer? For four or five years, they thought that. Um, mm -hmm. When I look at your video, there's no doubt, okay? It is, it is what you say it is, but I, and I will be involved in proving that. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it does kind of give an appearance of a streetlight. It really does. Sure does, um, but there's a, as much as it's similar. Let's say, uh, Monkey to Man, like ninety nine percent. As much as it's similar, there's like ninety nine percent that is dissimilar. For example, yeah. the uh, the laser beam, which I call laser beam, on the UFO, is sharp and distinct. It is refracting. It is acting like a whirlpool. Now, 
if you look at a security light, it's going to need to be attached to a building in order to see um, that the beam coming down on the building is going to be broad and hazy and right. fuzzy, and it's not going to refract. It's not going to act like a whirlpool. It's going to only show as being 17 feet off the ground or whatever. This one is 1,500 feet up, and there's no streetlights way up there. There's all kinds of variables to it. Right. But yeah, they do look alike, but that's a consequence of the aliens looking like something of a photograph here of a streetlight. Which I believe they can get electromagnetically or however they get it. And then they just go, well, let's make our ship look like this or whatever. Or that's this consequence of a light gleaming off, but it still has a beam shooting down from the UFO. This all goes to hide it, but you take the CIA looking at it, and they are not saying this is a street light. Right. And many, many, many people would say it's not a street light, but they don't come forth. It's not their job. Right. They just watch and see us. Now, I know that this uh, Aurora may have a scramjet ramjet or something. I know yep. it leaves these donuts in the uh, contrail uh, as it flies, right? And so yes. there's all this – yeah, this this funky inner workings of the uh, engine there. Um, Actually, the yeah, scramjet's pretty basic. It's a new principle in jet engine. It's taking our um, – um, what do you want to call it? The experimental phase into a whole new realm. Um, but I, I don't, it, to me, it's all for show. If you have a, a craft the size of the F-35, YF-22, whatever, the standard, so it'll fit in the storage area of an aircraft carrier and it can be launched, whether it's vertical, a runway, it's so many ways this thing it can be launched straight up like a rocket. Um, you can lift off for 20 feet and then boom, you're gone. You shoot to, you know, if we have that, then it would, that would save this country so much money because you, you really could take, we have 26 aircraft carriers. They cost a billion dollars a month just to keep them going. And that's not counting the, you know, unmentionables, the food, the, you know, that's just the cost of the equipment and to have all those military. It takes 1,500 military personnel. Why in the hell do we need 26 of them? There's only seven oceans, or seven seas, I should say. If they would just release this, everybody know everybody knows it's there. They won't release the fact that it is there. We have to play this count cat and mouse game, but on th on the other end of it, with what I saw in Tampa, I understand why they don't release it. Because when people see it, they stop in the middle of a place that has no stop signs and a speed limit of 70 miles an hour, and they get out and start taking pictures of it with their phone. Yeah, I think I can explain a little that when you give this UFO to MUFON in 2015, you give it to them. Uh, Mark Antonio was supposed to take a look at it in uh, January of 2019. He took all the way till. August of 2020 to say I'm too busy. Give that to the headquarters of MUFON. So thank you on that. That was 19 months. Thank you, Mark D'Antonio. I think what they all do when they look at these is, um, and I mean that sarcastically back there, but I'm going to tell you what. I think that when they know it's a UFO and they keep looking at the jet repeatedly, I think they're almost being overt. I think they're almost being obvious. I think they're almost saying we know it's a UFO. And we're gonna glue. Are you tired of coming home to find out only that you've been robbed? Did your alarm company call you and tell you that you've been robbed and the police will be there in 20 minutes? No one can stop all thieves. But at CK Custom Security Consultants, we can design and install a real CCTV security system that will give you the evidence you need to put them away. Here at CK Custom Security Consultants, we do an on-site engineering assessment where we discuss the pros and cons of the different security systems available that just might suit your needs. 
This service is free. There are several different financial options available for you, and we look forward to meeting you and assisting you in reaching your security goals. CKCustom.com, where all of your security needs are met. Are you sick of our healthcare system? The lies? constantly putting you on one more drug that isn't covered by your health insurance company. I'm sick of it too. And I found a very old recipe for colloidal silver. It is a liquid solution created using electrolysis to suspend pure metallic elemental silver in groups of particles of 18 atoms or fewer, each with a positive electric charge attached to a simple protein molecule in distilled water. Some say that the colloidal silver goes back 4,000 years. I found the process that was almost been lost to time. Colloidal silver works just like triple antibiotic ointment. It will keep your cuts clean and it's an antiviral too. This product could save your life when there's no doctor around and you can put colloidal silver directly on the wound to keep the infection away. Get yours now at bootcollarpolitics.org. Just click on the BCP store tab and you are on your way to having